Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Podcast brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Uh, our boss was surprised yesterday. We had a meeting right after the show. And he said something like, what Guardians fans should do to, like, retaliate or something. And I'm like, nothing. And he was surprised I said that. Like, he was legitimately shocked, was he not? He was surprised. Oh, I think there are plenty of Cleveland fans who are wondering how they can make that weekend a retaliation weekend against those fans who, of course, won't be at the game and won't have anything to do with the game. That's yeah. going to be going on July 4th weekend. I am. Uh, I don't think that there should be any retaliation. Remember, it's like the Yankees, they came out and, and stopped it or tried to stop it, right? The players. They had your back. Yeah. And I just don't think there should be any sort. I hope by July Fourth weekend, like kind of we've forgotten, and there's no nastiness. I, I just don't want. I think it's just going to make everything look bad, and I don't want that to happen. It's like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Some guys, uh, some guys got liquored up and they lost their cool out there. Mm-hmm. And Miles Straw, I think you know some people say Miles Straw shouldn't have done that. Miles Straw's allowed to defend his teammate. I don't care about that. And those guys, I saw the video John Boy retweeted, which somebody tweeted at us. Yes. Um. And then John Boy got a hold of it, and I watched John Boy, so I have no problem with that. My God, it's great. They got they said some terrible things. There was also a person who was saying they were from Cleveland and they loved him, which was odd. But they said some terrible things. It wasn't it wasn't what I originally thought. I didn't hear anything like racist in there. Did you? Mm. No, I did not hear anything racist. Okay. They said he was like he was hurt or whatever. Someone made a bad joke about missing teeth. Okay. Not just a bad joke. Oh, not yeah. Like a terrible, like, yeah. oh, you can't repeat that. Well, we have the transcript. There was cussing. Do you want to do a dramatic reading of the transcript? All right, I got to find it. No, we can't read the words. They'll get mad. What do you mean? Well, how do you read it if you don't read the words, Ken? I got it right here. I got the whole, the whole reading. A monologue. The transcription. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay, so, first of all... Hold on, should I read it too? We're not going to play the audio? I don't think we have the audio. So, Double A never, never put the audio in. Not according to uh, my sources. Sources I mean, this was sent to us yesterday in the middle of the day, and we have no audio. So, somebody did transcribe it. at some point, man. You got to... Okay. I'm just just saying we had, uh, you know, 30 hours. Okay, so... We have the list. Now, first of all, I guess I would just ask you, Ken, based on you listening to it and you seeing the words that were written for what was said towards the ailing 
uh, Quan, who was on the on the on the turf. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you didn't know how Glass, injured he was. Yeah. What did you think after seeing it compared to what you thought it might be? Seeing the actual exchange. And hearing the, hearing the audio. Yeah, It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I thought there was going to be some really ugly stuff in I there. I did too. I thought it was going to be but, way worse. But Miles, I don't think there's any mistake about it. I think Miles Straw was a bit provoked. And maybe he shouldn't have let the dog bark at him. Maybe he shouldn't have let the dog know he was bothered by the dog barking at him. Maybe that's possible. Yeah, Kenny, I just feel like... And I... You have had a chance to sit very low at an NBA game. Yeah. Football is even football's way worse, but the proximity is not there. You're they can't helmets. really hear them. You're in helmets. But it's ba- a little different. Baseball in the outfield at a lot of these parks where it is basically either standing room only or just a drink fest, that's what it is every game. Every Especially, game. Well, it was actually like 50-something degrees there. Mm-hmm. They did not get I, – I was listening to Andre Bernier. His brother lives in – uh, oh, where the hell? Uh, somewhere in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Salem. And he's from that. No, it's something new, something Massachusetts. And I forget, that's not the name of the town. And he said that there was actually not eight in the 80s over the weekend because their weather patterns a day after ours, mm-hmm. they never got to the 80s. Their low pressure, their high pressure didn't sneak up the way ours did. Okay. So they were still in like 50 something degree weather in New York and Boston over the weekend. So they had the sun, but they did not have the fun the way that mm-hmm. we had here. And I, if it's sunny, I could say, like, ah, you know, you're out there boozing up, whatever. But, eh, I still don't think it's – it's not excusable. It's bad. But, I'm again, nobody got hurt. Thank God we don't have to have these big, nasty conversations. So, I, I think of it – there's no harm. I, I guess it's like, foul. Do you it's think- foul. So, there's, it's not the words no harm, no foul. But it's like – Let's all move on. Like, like you hate you, the Yankees, hate the Yankees, but do you uh, think there's a lesson learned though? Do you think Miles Strong, uh, Miles Straw would do it again? Yeah. You think he would do that again? Oh, if this happens um, again next probably week, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. You know, because it's you don't want to hold, but it's a mm-hmm. long season, and I I think guys don't like that type of attention. I th- I think baseball players yeah. do not like that type of attention. Uh, he did somebody I, somebody showed me something on Facebook earlier today, right when I woke up that. They were they're in L.A. and they got a picture of Miles Straw up on the fence and he signed it for him. Okay, over at the Big A, whatever that stadium is called out there. Mm-hmm. I just call it the Big A. It's Angel Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I've never been out there. So how's that work? Are they like they're out in the sticks, Anaheim, and like it's not the sticks, uh, but like it's by a highway. And yeah, you, drive by I, and you see the Big A. I have no idea. I've never. You never hear that park really talked about all that much. That's a weird franchise. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's like because it's like Dodger, Dodger, Dodgers. Oh yeah, there are the Angels in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like they were cool for like that one time with the Rally Monkey. Mike Sosha was their manager. They won the World. They Series. They won the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Remember that ESPN commercial where they had to let go of the Rally Monkey? <laughs> yes. Um. So I I don't know. This conversation is going nowhere about no, the Angels. I, Sorry. Go I, ahead. All, all all I'm saying is that. That Nolan Ryan one time. Well, we under- Nolan Ryan pitched. Dean Chance, well, local guy, won the uh, won the uh, Cy Young. Well, I totally understand 68? why he did what he did, Straw, and it, it was ridiculous how classless those fans were. You just got to get used to classless fans in every ballpark. The whole point, and now, I, but, now that he's done that, I actually yeah. think it could get worse for him. Like Maybe, fans oh, are going to be know even get a rise worse. Out of yeah. Maybe that's possible. You know what? That's that's possible. Um, but I had a I had a strong disagreement with some people on on social media. Even one of our buddies, David Zavak, who 
he get, I don't know. He, I got a, almost got kind of accused of whataboutism somehow okay. in a way. Um, because I said, I, I simply said, I go, when it was the 1960s and 70s and 80s and 90s for that matter, you read about certain instances in the newspaper, 10 cent beer night, uh, death to disco mm-hmm. night. You read, you saw those on the news mm-hmm. and you saw them in the newspaper. There had to be big things that happened. So you're telling me that nobody fought each other in a men's room at Municipal Stadium until Twitter got involved. Until it was first Energy Stadium and, and social media happened. Not a chance on earth. We have more security than we've ever had, but we also have more cell phone cameras, obviously, than we ever had. Nobody has, owes a phone anymore without a, without a camera. Right. I mean, basically, I think it's impossible right unless you well, have... even if you have a flip phone you still have a camera yeah a great jeff phelps so even if you have a flip it's there's still a camera in there so everybody has a camera phone and we have more than that so and we also have social media so instead of it having to be a major occurrence where a writer writes about it and we make a big deal about it in the newspaper and you do it for like a segment in morning radio in 1993 mm. now we have 24-hour news we have social media that's 24-hour news and it's not even journalists that you get the the news from. So, yes, these things become bigger. And somebody brought it up to a social aspect about people acting rude in society. And I go, it was the same thing. It w- And, by the way, it was even worse because you can make big arguments about how people have been emboldened to be a-holes because of the social media age. That's true. But when you think about laws, social constructs, especially, let's be honest, in the Confederate South, where you could just overtly be racist, overtly be mean to a group of people, where now you can't do that. You cannot be overtly. I mean, I guess you can, but it's seen in a totally different light. I drove through Alabama this week. There is still a giant flagpole with a Confederate flag on Okay, okay, but when you're openly saying, you can't come and eat at my restaurant. You can't come. That's what I mean by that. Mm. You can't do There are laws protecting that that you can't do that. That's what I'm saying. We are more connected than we've ever been. Just because someone's an a-hole, they're an a-hole. That's wrong, and you're right about that. But... There are laws that protect our rights now where there used to not be. So we say, well, people are mean or do each other. Um, I don't know if they actually are. I just think that we see more of it. And I've seen people be rude. I told you about that woman on the plane. Deplorable behavior. I mean, absolutely appalling. But I bet that happens on a plane every single day. So and I bet it if, happened on a plane every day in 1997. So if uh, the players are saying that it's worse and they're continually bringing it up, does that then mean that it's on them? It's the players who are softer. I'm glad they're you, more no, thin-skinned. No, because well, it has I think to be they, one or the other, doesn't because it? Because they are—they're just like any of us. They're on social media too. I mean, these are twenty-some. How old's Miles Straw? 22, 23? He can't be that old. For well, crying just, out loud, he just signed an extension, yeah. so that means he was in the minors for yeah. eighteen years. Before. All right, so Miles Straw is a young man. <laughs> he might be forty-two. He's probably as old as Brett Saberhagen yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Miles Straw, I'm assuming I'm kind Miles of, Straw is 27. Okay, okay, he's 27. Okay, well, he's probably been on social media his entire life. Now, Miles Straw Close was bothered yeah. by something. But these guys see what, what fans say. So they say fans are worse. No, you just see what people say all the time. Before, you would just tune them out. You lived in your own world. You lived in your own neighborhood. And remember, so if you were a baseball player who played for the Cleveland Indians, you 
baseball's a long season. You lived in you lived in Cleveland was your primary residence for a long time. Yeah. You woke up, you watched local news, national news. There was no social media, no cell phones. You read the Cleveland Plain Dealer or the Cleveland Press. If you were interested in that sort of thing. Then you went to the ballpark. You were surrounded by people from Cleveland. Now you pick up your phone, you're surrounded by people from all over the country. And you're hearing horror stories from there. So say you were a member of the Cleveland Indians, and you played for the Cleveland Indians from 1978 to 1990. You were a 12-year member of the Indians, right? Whatever. You would think Cleveland is the best place, and you might know some guys, but you're not texting each other. You might pick up the phone. Were you really picking up the phone and calling each other the way? No. Not every day. Not every day. And you might play... You might play you might play winter ball and you might have some stories. Maybe there is something there. But your thought is, boy, those fans up in Detroit are really rough. Well, boy, those fans in New York are really rough. Now all players know each other, so they th- think all fans everywhere are really rough. And you were, players yeah. spend less were, time in their cities than they ever have. Yes. You were only on the road to six other places exactly. too. And so those places acted inhospitable, so you go, Man, thank God I'm really back in Cleveland where the people are fine people here. Right. And there were probably cities that they were rougher than other cities. You know, if you're in, if you're in Kansas City and they're 12 games out of first place in September or 20 games out of first place in September, I bet there's not a lot yeah. of people who are going to give you hell over it. But yeah, if you're in New York, you're in New York, and they're they're going to go after you. Well, in probably New York. also just depending where the ballparks were. That too, like physically that where too. where they were. So I, I I just wonder then. How does this get better? Because it, it seems it seems like the banning of fans from the ballparks that is happening. Fans are being banned from stadiums, and they're being banned for life. I don't know what the workarounds are. I don't know if they're getting back in easily, or if this is going to get that the protection against this is going to get better because of I brought up the other day facial recognition software. Right? It, yeah. Eventually, that's going to happen at the airports. That well, they already kind of have it at the airports. But they're going to have that at every venue, every concert. Like, you'll be scanned, and these places are going to be able to keep you out. If they truly want to keep you out, they are going to be able to keep you out. The yes. technology is available. Like, you can always say, I'm going to go live off the grid. That's fine. That's You're right. Then you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast, really. But if you're going to – I mean, it's just what it's coming to. With our security, and this is po- this is all post-9-11. That's, uh, this ha- that's something that happened on American soil, and it changes the world no matter what. Mm-hmm. Is that if you want to be a member, a, an active member of society, a participant in society, and on the grid, then you are giving up your freedoms mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Your freedom of privacy is no. Owen is not supposed to know how much I make, my social security number, whatever. But the federal government will, and honestly, the places you buy tickets from, the venues you go to, they're going to know more about you. This is only going to be deeper man this is only like when you go to a restaurant there will be days where you go to a restaurant they have a feeling they will cater the menu to what you want to order they know you they know your phone has your phone has scanned their qr code before Mm -hmm. they know your phone they have their cookies they're following you it's supposed to make your life more streamlined more simpler but they know more about you so you're telling me that we can't keep fans out of venues Mm -hmm. be at not you them they're telling me you can't keep fans out of venues bs that woman who who went on the court in Minnesota, that security guard knew exactly well, so then what this, she was there for and was waiting on her. So this I'm solves it. I didn't then. have more people. So this does solve it then. 
Yes. I mean, this this will put an end well, to that unruly behavior. I mean, think about it. the Masters. The reason that it is a different experience for anybody who's ever been to the Masters is because the threat of taking the privilege of going to the Masters away from whoever gave you that ticket or you uh, who might have that ticket but, and might have had that for generations, that's enough of an incentive. And guess what? Nobody acts like an idiot well, at the a, Masters. There's another little difference there. The price for the ticket is so prohibitive. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, you really you, you cancel out the riffraff. Hate to say it. Now, I would say a ticket to a Yankee game should be so cost prohibitive because it is yeah. that it would cancel out the riffraff. But riffraff is still going to make it in. And that doesn't mean when I say riffraff, I mean twenty-something-year-old power drinkers who are Us, there when we were when going to the games. Got Penny Carmen, Anthony Lyman, Owen Lottman, who are there to to cause a scene, whatever. And I did it. I, I was a heckler I in minor league baseball. Absolutely did it. I was, I've been a heckler in minor league baseball for a while. That will eventually cancel us out. So that might help. And also, we find who these people are. I mean, this is what what galls me so much is that there are people who they just and hey, I know that people get mad and they they say things they might not mean. But like I I brought this up to you on the phone a while ago because you and I have a lot of phone conversations at least once a day. I will see people write stuff on on people's Facebook page. I'm like like I don't have a Facebook page. I just have my own personal Facebook that I friended everybody. I will see people write things on Facebook pages. They will write racial slurs, mm-hmm. what they think is funny. They will write gay slurs, what they think is funny. And I go, have you not learned your lesson? How can you not? How many people need to lose a job, lose sources of income for what they say, what they write before people learn a lesson? It's online Darwinism. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's, it's a weed out. It's un, they think that no, that, no I'm going to say I'm irreverent. And I'm going to say it's like, OK, well, it, you're not you're not Andrew Dice Clay, man. You're not uh, you're not Lenny Bruce. You're not known for that. You're just you're Bob, and you've been working at the auto parts store for 20 years. And somebody could be bo- maybe you are not bothered by that. That's fine. Maybe you don't care. That's cool. That's your right. But someone might fire you over something like that. And I think that that part. And people say, well, that's just you know PR or uh, you know PC run amok. Uh, you know, all the other words, wokeism, whatever they want to say. I don't care. Part of it is is a society where. I don't really want to live in a society where people think it's okay to say such terrible things overtly like that, like we talked about with civil rights and all the other things we discussed five minutes ago. So there is a. So people realize that's what's coming to Twitter yeah. with Elon Musk, right? Like you're not oh, going to yeah. be able to have Bob 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, and I'm going to tell Anthony Lyman or Ken Carmen how horrible they are and then make fun of uh, dead parents. Like you realize. That that's going out the window with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, you might be celebrating that's, that Elon Musk is bringing your favorite former president back to Twitter. He's also getting rid of you being able to do that because everybody's going to be verified. And that has been the plan that he has talked about. Every single person, there might even be a subscription to it. So, hmm. you know, you, you, might pay be, for Twitter? you might be celebrating the free speech, but understand that part of it is... You have to actually be a real human being on there. It has to be an extension of you and your thoughts. It can't just be your alter ego. Well, it looks like I have to delete my burner account right now. <laughs> uh, my five burner accounts. You have more than one? No, you know what? I got rid of everything about seven years ago. I you very, burners? Very early on, yeah, I was going after media people all the time. I had one. I used to go after Mike Tirico. It was just, I thought it was funny. What? Yeah. The, the person that nobody hates. 
I had vicious accounts and vicious things that I was saying. And it was all under fake names. It was very juvenile. How long Go ago on. was this? Oh, this was years ago. This is when I was still in Parkersburg. Wow. When I was, I was, uh, I'll just put it this way. Wasn't happy with where life was going. Wasn't happy with the career. Didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And so it just manifested and I was your light itself. At the end of the tunnel. It just manifested itself in anger and outrage. No, first first year and a half working with you, you were not the light. Wait, at the end of the tunnel. You're at the end of your you tunnel right now. Always bring up the first eighteen months. First off, yeah. it wasn't eighteen months. It was like six. No, it felt like it started months. to change that spring. Why? So it was what, about a year. It was about what a year. was the, the spring well, rising? We what, what we was didn't happening? become a show. We didn't officially become a show till May. And so how long were we working first, before it was a show? I don't know. I remember it we tried to do March-ish. some Hugh Jackson quarterback exorcism, March. which is still one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done <laughs> on the air. We did what became, but we had to learn. Now we're now we're just going to start talking about the show again. Was that the Ernest Angley? Yes. Yep. It okay. was so embarrassing. We thought that was good, right? Yeah, bad. it was bad. But we were trying to get used to working with each other. We've okay. cut jokes a million times over, and we realized that that can't be a morning show. So we had to find a okay. pace. We just had to find the pace. And Andy, God bless him, and I mean this, was, and I give him all types of hell on the air. He was as patient as he can be, thank God. Because, I mean, I, I just go back to some of the things that we did. Like, we were thinking it was good, and it was, like, we thought it would be good, and it was just so terribly bad. And there's things that we do bad now, it's just like, whatever. But then we had our hopes up for those things, and it was so, the Ernest Angley, Hugh Jackson thing was so embarrassing. The execution was so horrible. Bad. I bet we could do Everything it was now. Bad. We because, because I was here for that part, and that got beat into the ground. Yes, and well, that wouldn't get beat into the ground. We no. did that. We did that terrible segment called the Reach Around. Yeah, I wasn't part of that. We did. We did something else. I was just like, God, this is terrible. It the, was like the news dump. No news dump. Digital did news dump. digital Wednesday. Yeah, we had Cyber digital, Wednesday. Cyber Wednesday. Wednesday. Would you rather? That was another thing. That I, <laughs> no, uh, would you rather was <laughs> Friday Five? Friday, I like Friday Five. No, you guys don't I, like Friday Five? Well, I, I think Coming people in hot. people realize the whole point of doing stuff like any of this, enterprising different segments, and yes, everything's been done to death in radio. Everything is recycled, repackaged, repurposed. That that's that's anything. Trying to find another way that we can interact with either ourselves or an audience. To make something better and more entertaining. And what you find out is, for some of these things, it doesn't make it that way. And then you ditch them. Then you have to be yeah. you have to be open enough to get rid of something that you thought might be good at some the point. The best thing, and I don't want to get bogged down with talking about the show because I do want to talk about some serial killers, is we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTENDAV.com. The best thing Andy ever said to us. We make fun of him about the house of cards where it goes, bloop. There was a lot of things that we kind of rolled our eyes, and, and Andy knows that. The best thing he ever said is, what's its reason for living? And I think that's cut out a lot of BS. Like, there are shows. I'm not taking shots at anybody. But we will be because there are other the shows that still do these things. That do that they're just doing it to do it. They're doing to certain fill segments time to and get fill to the time end. to yeah. get to the end. And I'm going, man, if you're at work, there's a lot of people. This is a job that. A lot of people want to do, and it's not that hard of a job to do. You sit I think it's on, very easy. You sit on ass <laughs> and you talk trash about sports. I have to click a button sometimes. Yeah, no, Owen does more, way more work than what we do. Exactly, and I clerical things, things like that. I hate 
when it's and every now and then not every show is perfect i hate landing the plane there's nothing i hate more mm-hmm. than 940 all right here we go we're just gonna finish it off and just say like even in the thing i want to have something ready for 940 i do not just want to say well, you know, 940 is going to be here, and it's just going to be there. And, and we'll, I'm sure, present itself I'm and sure we're just there'll do be some news on Twitter that like, we can react to. You can't do that. To. You can't do that. We did that at the start of the show. We it was thought, terrible. And part of it was uh, we just assumed uh, our precedent, our predecessor. They had a way of doing things. Yeah. And and they were listen. They were entertaining. But, so they they were good at making crap up on the fly. And they also had a name. We were not good at that at that point. They were good at it. We weren't. And they also had a name, and we didn't. Mm. So there's another difference. So they people, had a trust. The audience, the audience exactly. trusted them to land the plane. And if I could say anything, it's just, I, I just, if you say anything about it, none of it is actually lazy. You might not like what you're hearing, but it's never lazy. There's oh, And the best thing that Andy ever said was, what's its reason for living? And I think that's something that you, maybe you thought about it before and it wasn't even that, but it's something that you very well take into heart because there is a point of pride where I say, we never talk about anything he doesn't want to talk about. We never just go through. Because I'll sit there and I'll go, all right, we're talking offensive linemen here. Let's discuss the offensive line. And I'll do that. And I'll get very in-depth and I'll just know that it will turn into a podcast and that's it. Where you, if you're not if you're not interested in it, we're just not going to discuss it. And I think that's actually good because at least at least the listener knows there's some effort. But I'm not going to sit here and suck our own ass. We're not going to get it right the all the time. I and mean, we we will bring terrible yeah. topics that we thought were good and we thought would would be terrific uh, to ban- banter back and forth with the crowd. Remember the hot seat for Kevin Stefanski mm. conversation. Mm-hmm. I haven't been killed like that in a morning mm. before or since. We and this was I mean the show was good and we did they they came out with the odds for the hot seat. Kevin Stefanski was like seventh highest odds right after he got hired. No, it wasn't Kevin Stefanski. Sorry, it was Freddie Kitchens. Freddie, Freddie, it was Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Freddie. It was Kevin Stefanski. He was the seventh highest odds to be fired after mm-hmm. it, during the first coach to be fired. Yes. And we talked about, it, and we callers were calling in, screaming at us for talking about it. That was a rough year. That was a rough show. That was a, one of the rough show. But at least we try. All right, serial killer talk. Here we go. This is where we really try. Extend Technologies. X T E N D A V dot com. There's no such thing as your favorite serial killer. That's depraved. That's mm-hmm. depraved. Fine. Who is the most... Can I ask who's the most interesting, Owen? Yeah, I think interesting is a good word. Or who who draws your interest the most, mm. not who is the most I think the eclectic. whole thing... I think the whole, the whole genre, and I mean that, because you really can't have serial killers anymore. Now, I'm not going to go the full way. I've, I've said this to you off air before, and I'm not going to go the full way with it because it goes to a very dark place. Yeah. But because of our technology and security, and this is a good thing, you can't have serial killers anymore. You can't get away with that stuff. And if you, you might are, be able to get away with one some well, way, somehow. If, if you're getting away with it now, you're an amazing serial killer. Well, now you're yes. getting three or four, and it's over. Yeah. You're not getting 20. You're an, Exactly. You're not. Like, I couldn't believe Gacy had, what, 33 was yeah. the final count? 33 and there are people again you watch both those documentaries and this is what i like about the true crime like some of it there's some of the true crime documentaries that i can't stand because you get halfway through and you go this is terrible and there have been a couple like netflix has hit so many home runs and there are a couple of huge whiffs that one where the, the cecil hotel i'm like really i stayed around mm. for three episodes to find out this i woman didn't even was, give it a try oh uh, it was you're you don't worry about it you'd be wasting your time um 
there's so many that are good. And it started, it really, the whole thing started off with Making a Murderer. Because it was a big discussion. I mean, I had, when I did the CBS show, full lines, whether or not Stephen Avery was the guy who did it. Full lines. Yeah. And I really don't think he was the guy. I think it was Brendan, De- I bet it was Brendan Dassey's uncle. That's my personal theory on that. Was Innocent it? until proven guilty. Step I think it was down. his uncle who killed the woman. I don't think it was Stephen Avery. I don't think Stephen Avery's a good guy. If you're willing to throw a cat in a fire, I don't care how old you are, I'm not interested in hanging Stephen out. Stephen Avery you. is his uncle. No, it was the other. That it was the brothers. It was another. <laughs> it's no, because the when they, right? Yes, that's what it is. Thank. Yes. You. It's been a while since I saw the second. It one. was the cat. It was the cat that in the show. Head to the show. <laughs> the most. No, we're not. At, I want no. to talk serial killers. Damn it, we're going to do it. <laughs> I would say, I got to tell you, I think the Richard Ramirez one. Whoa. That was so chilling to me. I'll admit this on the podcast. I wouldn't talk about this on the show because this can be a very tough thing to discuss on the show. So I'll say this on the podcast. The Richard Ramirez Night Stalker podcast, or, uh, um, documentary. Uh, documentary, true crime, was so terrifying because there is a part as a man, and you hate to admit this, is that what is the prey for these predators? It's usually not six three three bills, right? You get what I'm saying? Yep. Oh yeah. It's people who are weaker than them, right? A lot of women, obviously, they feel like they could be dominant. Yes, yeah. and so you don't take it in. You don't, John, John Gacy. It happened in the seventies. These are these are te- these are terrible things. Right. But they're eighteen-year-old, very young men. Jeffrey Dahmer, different lifestyle. I don't live that lifestyle. No offense to not that anymore. lifestyle. It's not my lifestyle, and it's a different era. It's a different era. Richard Ramirez. When you see just what he did, men, mm-hmm. women didn't matter. Did not matter. And the in the heinousness of it, it was chilling because this is the first time. It was the first time watching that where I felt like I could. Be, the other one was Son of, Son of Sam, where it's like, hey, you can die too. Son of mm-hmm. any guy can walk up to a car and shoot people. Yes, and yes. that's terrifying. That was, but like Gacy, you're like, how does your mind? How does your brain work like that? Dahmer, how does your brain? How, where do you cross that line? Bundy, where do you cross that line? With with Ramirez. It was terrifying. It got to the point where I w- Richard Ramirez. I don't know if he's any he's a, he's among us anymore. I think he passed away. Mm, not sure. It was so terrifying. Liz sent me downstairs to turn the lights off in the basement because we got that walkout basement. I'm, I'm going to say this on the air. I was so spooked by that documentary. Liz went to the bathroom. She doesn't know this. She's going to know it now. I went upstairs and got the gun. And walked down to the basement with me. Clearing the basement. (laughs) That's how spooked I was by that documentary. Now that's a that's a powerful documentary. That makes me want to watch it, actually. That's a great testimonial. Terrifying. It is terror it it ropes you in. The music is terrible. Like there's no point, like there's some I go, you guys are trying too hard to scare me. Stop. That's scary. It was terrifying. Why are we not giving Oscars or Emmys or Grammys away to the people that score these these things. Because, well, sound is everything. Yeah. You probably should. Sound, yeah, sound is everything. That's John Carpenter. 
Um, is Halloween Halloween without the music? No, no, no. no Low budget no. movie? And there's, I think there's only one scene where you actually see blood in the original. Right. Yeah, you're there's right. There's no gore. All right, what did you think about somebody like the Zodiac Killer? Somebody texted me, H.H. Was... Holmes is easily the most fascinating. I don't know... That's a that's an old old story where the guy basically kept a house of borders and I bought my TV was... from him. That would be a natural ending, but we can't do that. Uh, uh, Stop wasting these yeah. great endings. Oh, uh, go ahead. The the Zodiac killer who was trying to get caught, or at least taunting law enforcement, media, the mm-hmm. press at the time, to the point where he was sending out uh, ciphers. You remember the sheriff's department, I think, where they thought he was, was following the school buses because he wrote that that threatening letter about he it was Yeah, and it's chilling. what so many movies are based off of. Um, just, just that whole cat and mouse game about trying to get caught. He wants to get caught. He wants the attention. That's all from, from a lot of these, but especially that one. BTK killer, was that it? Yeah. yeah. BTK yeah. because the span of time, the fact that it was over like 20 years, then he went into hiding – then he started doing it again, like in two thousand in the two thousands. Started yeah. doing it again, and then again was sending out hints for everybody because he felt like he wasn't getting the attention. So I I think stuff like that because you, that is a criminal mind that also has ego and need. Oh yeah, that is just fascinating to me. Ego seems to be at the center, like the John Gacy stuff. All the documentaries talk about his ego. Man, you're given one life. You're given one life, and this is how you choose. Like, not only is it the the compulsion to, to go Which, in that direction. This is why you, have to, you still have to be sensitive to the victim and their families. Victims and their families. Mm-hmm. Because us saying, when I say Bundy. Yeah, we're glorifying. When, exa- when I say Bundy, people think of Al or Ted. Mm-hmm. When I say Gacy, people think of one guy. When I say Dahmer, people think of one guy. And it's like, that's kind of what they want. That's kind of what they were. That's what they wanted, and so that there's like there's a that's why there's no such thing as a favorite. It's who's most fascinating. Mm-hmm. How did a person act like this? And you 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 hear the childhood trauma and things like that, and it scares the hell out of you. Especially you'll have a kid, and then it'll, it'll start to hit you. But you get nervous about these type of things. But uh, do you have a most fascinating one? Did you? Did you think no, it was that's Zodiac? what I think. Zodiac, just because you can see how many movies were based on were yeah. based on that premise. So you got to be doing something where uh, it, you know everything's become ripped from the headlines, but that spawned an entire uh, entire culture of those. Ed Gein, tell me more. The one that turned the uh, the people in. It only killed like two people. That's the killed. tank guy, right? No, he no, turned the. the no, guy. that's a different. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, that guy that, is a hero in certain corners of the internet, ha- my friend. Hamer, Hamer, something. That yeah. would, yeah. That, that guy. Did you ever see that no, one? No, no, no. There's that's a, a what's good it called? One. I forget what it's, it's called. It's like a one-word documentary. Yeah. It's like Shred or something like that. A guy takes a uh, front-end loader and turns it into a tank and takes out like a whole town. Because the county was trying to take his farmland <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was. It's crazy. He like front end He like runs through city hall and runs. It's it's amazing. It's unbelievable. But there are a lot of people who take his side on that. Yeah, that's a major. That's a very controversial figure. God, I wish I could remember that. Tread. 
It's tread. tread. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, watch that one. No, you strong. can't you're not you're not including war criminals in any of this, right? No, because that not that I know of. That's the, well, I'm just saying that well, like, there I, are a bunch of serial killers. It's but they, they Oh, like, the I guy, like, like well, well the accused uh, oh, hey, uh, I know, know too many people. I know, can't. I know, I know, I know. The Kaczynski thing, okay. I like to watch those because he was that's not a filling a sexual need or anything. That is straight up like I am not cool with what's going on in government, and mm-hmm. here's how I'm going to devise my. And he gets, he gets smarter as he goes into more seclusion about how to put That's things scary. together. That is really yeah. scary. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, like the- think about had he just went, had it been you know a decade later, and he went to Google. Of course, he would have been found quicker. But yeah, how, but how he could have used his genius for yes. other things. Well, yes, and this was the quote good that he wanted to use it for. Well, no, you'd think he was so technologically sound, like technology would be what he would be good at. Right? Oh, his brain, I see what you're math, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Science, what his brain would be good at, and he obviously you, went away from that. The stim killer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad I got that out of my system. You do watch so many of these. I don't know why I haven't been able to get into them Staircase nearly is as really much. Good. So, what one, if really I have to good. watch one right now? A documentary where you're going to say, Making okay, murder. and it, no, no, I mean, I watched that, oh. and that was fine, but what's something a little quicker to the point, or is everything drawn out over eight episodes? You got an idea? You watch, you watch all the ones I do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just can't. want something That's quicker. Like what, what I bond over is true crime because documentary. The pr- yeah, well, but the problem know, with the true crime genre, just real quick, is that you go in knowing that there's no answer. You're going in knowing that you have to decide who you think the killer is, or if you think... This side was right, or this side was wrong, and I'm like, I don't want to be left with that gray area. Now, I want to know what happened. My favorite, and it's not a serial killer, but Wild Wild Country oh, is one man. of the best, man. It's about cults. I love it's cults, cult. too. Okay. Uh, it's about, well, it's, they still claim it's not a cult, yeah. which, I mean, we can argue about that. Um, it's basically a different form of... of the word we don't say on the show anymore. I was just going to say. It's the quarterback version that. Of that was going to be the yeah. end. I swear to God, I was going to get on here on the mic and say, hey, have you seen the latest documentary? Everybody in Norman, Oklahoma, they move up to Eugene, <laughs> Oregon. And they... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 